Welcome back to another episode of Hobby Time in the Murder Basement, where this week I sit down and talk with fellow Twitch streamer, Reiner72. We have an awesome conversation. Stick around. To, here, here we're gonna do it right now. This is the line. Here I'm, sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting here in the murder basement with uh, someone who uh, I once thought was from Australia because all they were point, uh, painting was uh, <laughs> judgment models. And then I hop on their Twitch stream and I realize it's just just a dude from Kansas City, <laughs> Reiner72. Thank you so much for joining me in the murder basement. How you doing? Hey. Today, buddy? How's it going, Heath? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even do a good uh, good Australian accent to save my life. So I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna try to be terrible, be atrocious. That's the been the funny thing about Twitch and like being able to like meet these people that all I've seen is like photos of their work and you know especially when you use pseudonyms and things of that nature where you don't get any like idea who the person is on the other side. It's been really funny, like meeting people on you know online now. It cracks oh, trust me. me, trust me. Like before this, I, I've been very. I, I don't like being having my picture taken. Even today, <laughs> I don't like having my picture taken, which is weird because I'm on film. <laughs> there's like some sort of cognitive disassociation here. I don't know what it is. It's just like uh, I don't like. For some reason, I feel put on the spot. But if I'm on film, it's not so so big of a deal. So, it's very strange. And it, it's funny too. You mentioned Australians. A lot of the people I first met when I started streaming were Australians because I started streaming because I was up at like three in the morning, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm just uh, because I'm a, I, I'm a I'm a very terrible insomniac. I've, I've seen a specialist; it's not getting any better. I just deal with it, <laughs> yeah. and then I, I have a horrible work life relationship with IT because if you work IT, you you understand like it it just doesn't matter. You're on 24/7, so I'd be up right. at like three or four in the morning, like I can't sleep. I'm gonna paint. That's how I learned how to paint a lot of times, and uh, I started streaming and like all these Australians would tune in. They're like, hey, what's going on? They'd expect an Australian too because of the time of day. I'm like, no, it's like four in the morning, guys. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> That's not unlike how I started on Twitch. Uh, I was doing it super late night because I was embarrassed because I was just using a cell phone to do like my first strings like I just didn't have the setup I didn't I was very uh unsure of what I was doing and all of a sudden a bunch of like uh Australian viewers started showing up and that it was great because like I, I had a, a friendly community who just thought it was hilarious that I was like, they're like, you're doing this on a cell phone? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> but they had like a really good sense of humor about it. So it, it like was the right amount of encouragement. <laughs> you know, it's interesting too. I've known some other people who've kind of gotten into it via cell phone as well. Cause I remember um, uh, some of the people I met on Instagram, like painting the scale when she first started, she was doing Instagram streams just through her cell phone, just her painting orcs and stuff. Wow. And then eventually she's, she's like, well, I want to start doing it on Twitch at some point because she, she met me, she met Pending Duff and a number of other streamers. She's like, well, I'll eventually get my setup and just put it together. And she did. Now she streams. So it's like, it's great. She just got started doing it that way and built from there. That's awesome. I will have to check her out. I'm, I'm trying to just like absorb all of these people because uh, <laughs> I, like 
it's it's so weird like the algorithm only shows you like kind of what what they it thinks you want and so like it only like show you the, like the same five guys over and over again same on youtube and um and i'm realizing how uh you know vast the streamer ocean is and you know like I was messaging back and forth with Spiky Bits the other day. He's my white whale. One of these days, mm -hmm. I'll get Spiky Bits. And uh, and he was just like, damn, dude, one of these days, you're going <laughs> to run out of people to talk to. I was like, nah, man, that is not going to happen. Like, this, there is more people in the hobby every single day that are doing cool things that I want to know about. Mm -hmm. Like, like this is awesome this is the time to be researching people and even if you ran through everybody in six months if you went back to the same list of people in six months they'd have a completely different story to tell oh yeah like min max minis her and i when we first did our interview just friends she was not on twitch and her and i got on twitch at the exact mm -hmm. same time basically <clears throat> and she has a completely different story <laughs> now and like it's like i'm so excited to actually talk to her in person about it again because yeah Twitch is this amazing tool that it uh, it is the it's going to be like the new battlegrounds for content creation. Like I've heard people say if YouTube ever wanted to flex their muscles, they could give Twitch a run for their money. But I just don't yeah. think Google is that perceptive of what they have uh, as far as like, you know, the reasons why Twitch works and how Google could, mm -hmm. you know, add value to that. I don't think YouTube they'll ever do it. Big. But it, yeah, in our sector, in this kind of like craft and hobby community, I don't know if YouTube necessarily capitalizes on it as much as they could. And I don't think Twitch necessarily does either, but I, I think they're a little bit more responsive to it because I know there are, are members of the community that are in the, uh, the makers and crafters and the art communities that are in Twitch and advocating for us, at least to some extent, for what they can, even though we are a small kind of wedge of that community. <laughs> it, it, it's surprising. You look at some of the numbers, you're like, holy crap, Twitch is enormous. And then you look at our numbers, it's like, well, I mean, they're still loyal. That's the crazy thing. It's You see the same people month after month come, coming back and asking questions, getting involved, which is really cool. But, you know, it's not, it's not the huge slice of pie that Twitch really, you know, it's like, oh, man, we wish this was way bigger. So do we. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when I'm talking like, you know, Adam from Tabletop Minions, like mm -hmm. I was just looking at him. He's painting ne Necrons as we are. Oh, man, I'm so right glad now. he's on Twitch now. It's really cool getting a chance oh, to see him live. Absolutely. And like that, this is where like the real like this is going to be the Civil War line where because mm -hmm. when he when Twitch decides that he can't do YouTube anymore, his like every other Sunday show, he's going to have to decide between the two. And that's yeah. going to be fascinating. Like, that's, I, <laughs> that's a big one. That's a it, big draw. Be huge. But like he's pulling like a hundred people, like on a slow night, he's pulling a hundred. Yeah, easy. People. Which is and insane. those are awesome numbers for us hobbyists, like the the wargaming community, miniature painting community. It's crazy. You know, when you see like gamers that are like complaining about like having, you know, they're like, ah, oh, you know, we only had like a thousand people on the stream. I was like, that's incredible. And they're like, yeah, it's not that much for like if you want to make good money on Twitch. And I'm like, see, I think you guys are looking at it wrong. Like the community and especially like once you have the people that show up every single time, the loyal fans, like what you said, that's unbelievable. Yeah. That That's the stuff that like. Uh, you know, uh, one of your one of your mods, the little bird that told me about your push for uh, being partner, uh, Anzig, like 
he popped up in my one of my streams one day and now this this is a guy that i'm like i feel like i've known him my entire life it's right. awesome that just is unbelievable and that's something that you know i couldn't have had without twitch and there are people that have been in my stream since almost day one i literally still talk to my number two and number four followers my number one follower is my wife all right so, <laughs> and it's insane I've, I've gotten a chance to meet them multiple times i'm excited to meet them again too in the future that's so and they're cool. they're they're out of canada that's the best part like i mean this, this these, i get to meet people from all over and i get to interact with them uh, you know uh, i think that 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 is one of the cooler things about the miniature hobby, you know, with all the conventions and stuff, uh, RIP, all of them this year. Um, it has been, it's cool seeing how far people will go to be around their community. And that, I, you know, musicians, like you have music fans that go to concerts, you know, you have like the people who, in bands who go to like, the nom guitar conventions and stuff you know but like it doesn't have the same sort of like fever pitch that adepticon has like uh you know at even in the smaller zone of like the warfare weekend seeing all these people play war machine and hordes just like going like ham like it's like their swan song they're like we gotta like send this thing out or or whatever we're gonna do right now is going to dictate the future of this game like yeah. that is unbelievable to see and that energy is so infectious and people are already at that convention because warfare weekend was really exciting for me i, I got to go because judgment was there and i'm like well i gotta go for judgment because yeah that's my thing right now obviously <laughs> and uh you know, like I, uh, I met Gonzo, uh, and, and he's he's been he's been a fan of mine for a while, and we've been talking for a while. I love those guys over more than dice. Him and Kathy, everybody, and uh, that's been really cool. So got to go meet him. I got to go meet a whole bunch of other people, some old friends that I met at Adepticon and stuff. And people are excited about what about next year? Well, rip, you know, 2020, obviously, but <laughs> they wanted the, they wanted it to happen again. They are already like this is already awesome. Like the first day, like we want this to happen next year so how do we you know keep supporting it and making sure it happened and then obviously with the news recently everybody's scrambling to make sure hey how do we make sure our convention survive until next year because we want a place to go absolutely like, we don't want them to go absolutely bust so what do we do like what well, what does it take as a community which is really cool because yeah I, I think there are really tight-knit communities but it's really rare to see them and especially in kind of this one where it's traditionally been kind of seen as quote unquote beardy, uh, you know, toxic, et cetera, <laughs> yeah. hard to enter. And even I've had those thoughts and had those experiences in the past. So it's like, you know, it's, it, it's a tough one to crack and I'm really surprised at where I'm at and what I'm seeing. So overall, I'm pretty excited and positive about it. And I try to maintain that because otherwise I'd go crazy. Yeah. Uh, so. uh, if, if you're not laughing, you're crying sort of thing. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's really nuts. I, I never I never thought I'd take on an art aspect of this hobby either. I, I always thought I'd be kind of coming from a gaming aspect. But this just kind of landslided this way. So how how did miniature painting start like were you doing art before miniature painting or no. did the one insomniac <laughs> night you were sc scrolling youtube and you stumbled on a hobby cheating video and we're like holy shit what is this <laughs> so i'm this is this is probably a tired story for a lot of people but uh yeah I, i've been a i've been a tabletop gamer for a long time since like i was a teenager so i played video games obviously and then i, I fell into D D and magic the gathering for a while but i really stuck with D D and tabletop games like that love world of darkness to this day i still try to play 
I love, love, love Hunter the Reckoning, funny enough. Just I love being the <laughs> underdog and I love fighting, oh my God, terror stuff. I love horror stories. So nice. that's really cool. Well, so when I met my wife, I got her interested in D and D. She was she's a she's a nerd. And and she does fiber arts now. She learned how to do fiber arts over the same period that I learned how to paint, which now she does that professionally, crazy enough. Uh, so she's a librarian, but she's also a professional fiber artist, and she writes awesome. for the magazines. It's really crazy, and I'm super awesome. proud of her. Um, so in the meantime, she's like, hey, cool, you know, and, and we, we'd go out to the game store, and we'd see these Warhammer minis, and she's like, I really like the orcs. These look awesome. She likes steampunk, diesel punk stuff, kind of weird stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I really like Warhammer. I like all the chaos stuff, but, you know, I'm no artist. Well, we end up buying each other some Warhammer crap, just based on this discussion without knowing it. So we have this kind of reverse gift of the Magi, and she immediately goes, well, now you got to paint the crap. Like, you're not just going to not paint the stuff. I'm like, okay. And so she gave me my first few lessons, and that that's kind of where it started. So it's been a lot of, it has been a lot of insomnia nights where I've just been up kind of watching YouTube videos, reading things, looking over crap, and really Twitch is just hyper accelerated that because not only am I finding more people, not only am I finding people on Twitch, I'm finding people on YouTube, I'm finding people on Instagram, I'm finding people on Facebook, I'm finding all these new resources because as I talk to more people, I, I, I meet more people. It's just, it's, it's multiplicative and it's really crazy. So like, and, and especially putting myself on the spot, I kind of like that little bit of pressure, which is weird for some reason, like it crowds don't put much pressure on me, but that performance to just like, don't screw this up right now. Cause you're going to have to do it again. We'll put just enough pressure on me to go do it. And then when do I it. do it and it's screwed up, I'm like, well, no big deal. I'll just do it again. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, that's the, the, I think the, the secret ingredient of every like healthy hobbyist is realizing that like, screw it, just do it again. You literally can't ruin these things. Uh, and every that is one of like, practice. yeah. Uh, and I've I've watched so many people be like, you know, I don't want to tackle this one yet, uh, you know, just in case I mess it up. I'm like, what are you doing? Painting with gravel? Like, like, well, how could you mess it up? Like, this is yeah, it's like, really it's hard not rocket science. Paint. Yeah. So many so, times have I told people that it's just like, you know what? You're going to you're going to screw up. You're going to screw up so many times. And the biggest thing is just knowing how to pick yourself back up and going, how do I fix this? Because that's a whole other skill in itself is repairing right. something that's gotten screwed up. How do you fix this? Well, do you have to take it back to do I need to strip the paint off? Can I just hit it with some primer and then go back into it? Can I just turn that into like a scratch on armor or something like that? That's really right. important, especially when you play games, too. Right. Things get damaged. So I really encourage that. It's like, don't get frustrated. Just figure out how to make it into something better. Well, and I have seen like really lousy paint jobs like where like you could tell that they put in very little effort into it. And on at table length, it looks great. And you're mm -hmm. playing against somebody. It's like this narrative. And you're just like, wow, that's amazing. Like, you know. Uh, take down my like weird elitist bullshit where like I want to paint for like uh, you know uh, you know like competition all the time like this dude got it done in a weekend and has a painted army it looks great and I don't have a painted army like I need to stop throwing shade and just like start like living the <laughs> right. truth that like these people are just like just doing it and having fun with it and you know like 
that you can always go back and add. You, you know, like it doesn't have to be perfect the first time through. No, yeah. and I, I'd never get down on someone, especially when they put effort into it and planning yeah. and things like that. Because you know, you could you could be a terrible painter, and that's okay. You you put effort into it, and did you have a great time? Then hey, you won. You got value out of your hobby, <laughs> right? right? I mean, that's really all it comes down to. But there's other things to look at too. Like maybe you can't paint one single miniature to like super stellar quality, but if you can paint like a hundred miniatures, composition counts for a whole lot because like you said a fully painted army looks freaking awesome yeah i mean like, and that's I've, something to be celebrated and i've seen like you know like dioramas of you know uh, uh you know like the trapped under plastic guys were talking about like this hell one uh and if you go and look at the photos of it like those miniatures that they they are not painted well like that is like barely oh any God. effort put into it but the composition of it is I'm not incredible. laughing at the picture painting but I've got a uh, I've, I've got a great example of this because my my wife pointed this out to me because obviously she's she, she tries to expose me to things because she's a little influencer she got me to twitch stream too <laughs> so um she we, we've gone to art exhibits and things like that to look at sure. art because now I'm like I'm not just looking at the paintings and going this is a really cool painting or anything I'm like I'm finding myself leaning in and seeing like oh that's cool the brush stroke adds a little bit of light here and that really highlights out this thing and like stuff like that right? then I'm like man all of the animals in all of these paintings look so bizarre and freaky like no matter how good the painting is and then she's like well that's because you know they're focused on painting like the faces like that's all yeah. they practice for like decades and they do this great job of making a portrait and then the background is this just collage of like bizarre dreamscapes and human faced animals and stuff and i'm yeah. like oh now i see it everywhere and i'm like yeah. oh my god i see it it's so insane the favorite part of like being exposed to art is when you start getting back to like the pre-renaissance era art and especially in that like high religious art where like they were not painting babies yet they were just painting oh, like portraits of men people. yeah and they're tiny like jesus is like a tiny adult <laughs> and like mary's arms it's the one of the best things i've ever seen oh my god it looks like he should be like a banker or something you know <laughs> Like, are you a, are you like a financial advisor? What what is going on here? He's like, well, you know, I gotta watch out. Oh my god! It's oh, so the market's funny. stable. I get it. I get it. It's so funny, and like, you can't if you don't understand those things of like the l aspect of learning art. Like, it's easy to be really turned off on the history of art, which is what I absolutely adore right how how long have you been painting now like uh, uh about 10 years now so that's years. that's from okay. start of getting into like warhammer miniatures uh up until what i'm doing now which I, I try out all different sorts of things like i've got some malifaux tucked away but i haven't really played it but i've painted a few pieces you know i've got judgment has become a big thing um I like Necromunda, funny enough. I've fallen into that. I still have yet to play, but I've been painting it like mad. So I'm like <laughs> totally into it. Um, Dude, all that Necromunda terrain that's been coming out, like I, I get so excited when I see it. I'm just like, oh man, like oh, don't make me get another game. <laughs> I know. And I've been I've been getting the death ray stuff and like loading out my table recently with like all this crazy MDF stuff that they're cutting. Oh, it looks so good. And I'm having yeah. fun with terrain finally. I'm so bad about doing it. And I'm like, oh finally. <laughs> get my table looking like not hot garbage. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. So 
so we'll 10 see. years is a pretty good yeah. time to be painting though like you know which is interesting kind of, that's my like, that's my mid to late 20s when i started and i, I okay. you know like i kind of tooled around with a little bit of clay and in, in high school it's just like an art class sort of thing but i, I never really got heavy into doing art like I, I did marching band i did like other things like academic <laughs> stuff uh did quiz bowl which was fun so nice uh, nothing nothing like the uh the short fat kid just kind of going around like answering trivia questions that was my thing so like all right i think we would have got along just fine because yeah yeah, like i did uh i did play football but it was uh my real passion was drama i am a horrible actor because like i've I've got like the jimmy fallon effect where i can't stop like looking (laughs) and smiling so like Mm -hmm. you have to put me in the background (laughs) give me like two lines I was horribly unathletic, so I was just like, you know what, marching band is about as athletic as I can get. Like, I'll, I'll yeah. march around for a while. That, that I can do. Like, no, shooting I, a basket, no. <laughs> I, I wanted to do marching band, but uh, I got kicked out of band in eighth grade for not being able to read music. I was first chair clarinet, and I couldn't read music. I just did it by ear and, like, watched everybody else play it and, like, like just played along. And I practiced a lot because I knew I sucked at it. And uh, the teacher was like, play an A. And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and uh, that was a real problem. And after that, it was um, it was punk rock for the rest of my life because, yeah. like, the teacher ruined music for me. And so <laughs> after that, it was just like, you know, fuck the man. I'm going to do this on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of interesting how I got into music because I, I don't think I was really exposed to music a whole lot until, like, high school. And then, uh, you know, like, I found out, like, I had a I had an enrichment class like an advanced kind of thing like I do when I was a bit younger. So we go to a different class like some of the uh, some of the kids and we do some other stuff. And one of the things that we did was like a music study from like the '60s and the '70s and stuff. And I got exposed to some really cool stuff that I still enjoy to this day. And I went to my dad and he had a lot of this stuff because he grew up with it. He was, he he went to Vietnam and things like that. So he was a teenager and stuff around that same time. Sure. And uh, got a lot of really cool stuff out of that. And then I met my uh, like my friends who played D and D when I was in high school, who were just outside of high school, so they were listening to, like corn and stuff and all this other things, and a lot of new metal, and then like some old heavy metal. Like I got exposed to like Sepultura and like all this old stuff, and I was like, oh, Hell this yeah. is so cool. So I still haven't appreciated. I I love 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 Monster Magnet, and it came from that era. And I'm just like this unabashed fan of theirs. And people are like, who Dude. the heck is that? I'm like, doesn't matter. I love the music. Doesn't matter. Nobody cool. gives Monster Magnet the credit because oh. you know Space Lord was oh. their like big hit, be- oh, and like, man. but they were like There's stoner so much other metal heroes like yeah. for, for like ten years before anybody actually figured out who the hell they oh, were. Gosh. You know, it's like know. same with like Fu Manchu and Kias or Kias or whatever. You know, oh, like all that like yeah. high desert stoner rock. Like, I didn't know about Kias until Queens of the Stone Age, and then my buddy's like, you know, there was something else before that. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then he exposed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's crazy. It's- Especially yeah, when I got into like clutch and stuff. Like I, I love clutch to this day. I still try to go. I, I'm so disappointed. I missed like three concerts this year too, on top of cons and stuff. And one of them was a clutch concert. Oh man, I'm, yeah, I'm roiling over that. But safety first. I'm not mad about that. I'm just like it's a bummer. That's all it Dude, is. Clutch has been one of those bands that I've never got a chance to see live. Uh, you know, but they've been like a, a big part of the rotation in our household. Like. Uh, I imagine that you and I are about the same age um, and that like 
there's that like era of late 90s early 2000s like rock that uh you know like it's still like fairly revolutionary in com- comparison to everything else that's going on right. and clutch was one of those guys that like was there like the melvins were another one for me that you're just like how the hell did these things come out of this era because like when everything was corn and rob zombie like clutch is like singing poetry and doing like throwback like stoner metal and like and it, it was great and you know they still like i think blast tyrant is one of those albums that oh, i'll man. always go back to oh. and you're just like how the hell did they do this this is a, a magical album like it mm-hmm. is poetry in motion i like it blows me away and that's the best part too like they've been consistent too like they're they're i love their self-titled album what was that like 95 96 and then right, blast tyrant right. was 2004 I'm right. like, holy crap, they're still holding up. And then I love uh, Psychic Warfare. That album is also good. And that was, uh, I think, it's 2016 or something like that, 2015. Right. right. Love it. I was just like, wow, they've just been so good over the years, and it just continues to be good. So I'm really, really happy whenever I, I hear new clutch coming out. I'm like, oh, awesome. <laughs> i got to check it out. It's uh, I, That's been one of my favorite parts about uh, meeting all of the miniature painters is that, like, all of us kind of, like, have very similar music tastes Mm -hmm. and uh and like i don't know why that is like i i I, it just is the way it is i i don't know i'm not complaining because uh, (laughs) like i uh i'm blown away by like meeting other people like the fact that you said sepultura as a band you know is like one of those like I can't remember the last time uh, a stranger has uttered the word Sepultura in my presence and me not like yell war for territory in their face just because it's just so fun and so good and so intense. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. I just remember like that was another thing like my dad and my dad was odd. He, he encouraged me in weird ways. And one of the things that we, <laughs> we shared was uh, we went and saw the Mortal Kombat movie. So we loved the soundtrack. So he got the soundtrack for me, and that introduced me to a ton of bands that I still love. I love Fear Factory too. Dude, so I've gone to see a bunch of their concerts since then. But like listening to those albums just exposed me to like it was interesting because it was like metal. There was like electronica. There's all these different bands on there all that the got didn't get stuff. they didn't get discovered yeah. until like a couple of years after that. It was really Dude. nuts. St. Louis locals, Gravity Kills, had oh, uh, that that oh. one track that isn't on their album. It's only on the Mortal Kombat right. soundtrack, and you're just like, it's God so damn, good. this song is excellent. And you know, and, oh man, yeah, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, I it's, love that it's, one. It's so funny, like th- that. These are the conversations that I have on Twitch too with people right. back. Back when we were listening to music on Twitch, which I hope someday we get to go back to those days of listening to whatever the fuck we want to on Twitch. It seems, it's, yeah. it seems like Duff, like Duff is like going for of like the he's like, I've been doing this for three years. They do this every summer. You know, like I'm not going to stop listening to Cannibal Corpse. And I'm like, OK, Duff, that's awesome. Uh, like I, I I'll maybe follow your example but also like i'm trying to play really good right now because i i found this new home and i don't want to ruin it for myself this early on like at least let me get a couple years down the line before i shit the bed you know yeah and as much as i want to listen because i I, that was one of the things i was known for on my stream is we love talking about music because that's a big inspiration for me my my probably my two other big inspirations for how i paint uh music and manga 
which is nice. kind of a weird thing, but that's why I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's it's music and manga too. So like, <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm also of the mind like, you know what? If I can't listen to stuff, uh, that's fine. I'll find something I can listen to because there's all sorts of great creators out there. People who are either doing things for free uh, and just throwing it out there. People who are doing things under like certain other licenses, trying to make their own business. And there's ways for you to uh, to support them. That's awesome too because I know a lot of people are trying to figure out like service models, like small. Sure you know, small people, uh, small businesses, you know, one or two people at a time, like, how do I get my stuff out there and still monetize it? So I, I try to support them that way. So I've been finding things on YouTube where they're like, yeah, you can stream this or, um, you know, people like you who make music and really want to get out there and are like, yeah, you can use this or, you know, I've, I've got pay for music as well, stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm also the same mind. I'm trying to keep it above, above the, you know, I'm trying to play play good, so like yeah, I, yeah. even though software and stuff I use, I want to make sure that it's all licensed and proper, so nobody comes along and says, "Hey, you made that video using this. You can't do that." Uh uh-uh. uh Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Coming from a software guy, like I, I know about that sort of stuff. It's really fun watching a shop. You know, they come up on their licenses and then they come marching in. They're like, "Wow, really? You're you're supposed to have five licenses, not ten. So <laughs> mm, this is really gonna hurt, guys." <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they always. Bell. They always hit like way harder afterwards. And like I used to be of the like mind frame of like it's better to, you know, beg for forgiveness than ask for permission until like money's involved. And then it's just like you better just do it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they have you sign is not in your favor when you when no. you do that. And they, they make sure of it. Yeah. So oh. you mentioned music and manga. Did you watch the new Sturgill Simpson Sound and Fury oh. on Netflix? Yes. I love it. My wife and I both love it. Again, another concert. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> dude, the, the tickets here in St. Louis were so expensive that I was just like, you know what? I think I'll just like keep. I'll just watch it again on Netflix, and I'll I'll have yeah. a nice night. <laughs> yeah, my one of my friends that I war game with, uh, I introduced him to it, and he he showed it to his dad, and his dad was really in love with it so he's like we got to go see it because they're they're playing in kc so he asked me and i'm like well my wife my wife enjoys it but she's gonna stay home like i'll totally go and then it's like oh the whole thing went down I'm like oh so uh. i miss i miss sturgill i miss clutch and i miss monster magnet was playing adepticon weekend in chicago so i was gonna go one night whoa oh that would have <laughs> that would have been great yeah see this is it's okay it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not going to cry so. because people have come out a lot worse from this, but it's just like, it's a bummer. And the only thing that I'm really bummed about is I'm just hoping the venues are okay because I know they're struggling really bad. So there's a people trying to stay working. I don't know how there are certain aspects of this country that are going to have like a lot of problems and, uh, you know, like uh, venues uh, small like restaurants and stuff like that that do- don't have like the infrastructure to do online ordering very easily and um, you know the it's uh, th- like the 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 game stores that haven't you know that are set up to own like they make all their money when they have people in playing games you know right. like, there, there's going to be some things that I w- will miss when when they're gone and I don't know how to protect them I don't know how to like like so support them any more than i already do you know it's mm-hmm. just like that that is one of the most confusing aspects of you know pan, post-pandemic world is like you know it's going to be a whole new economy by the time it's done you know um and and it's why i find it really interesting that 
Games Workshop is pushing ninth edition right now. Like, it's like the best and the worst time to push a whole new edition of a game. And you know, at least it's like it really should actually only be eight point five because they didn't change that much of how the gameplay right. actually is. Because like I was like expecting it to be like a, a, a dramatic revamp, and it wasn't. Uh, and so like I'm I'm kind of like lukewarm on it at this point. Yeah. But like. You know, like it seems uh, a little foolhardy to to throw like a thing that encourages you to hang out with people in places where you can't social distance properly. Right. Uh, you know, like like I I I don't want to call it tone deaf, but it feels a little tone deaf. Yeah, and it sucks too because I it it almost feels like they they know it and they they they're just like oh my god we spent all this money we can't stop what we're doing so how do we how do we how do we reframe this to be better, you know, better accepted, but how, you know, like, what is a good answer? Well, the game aspects really cut off right now because I'm not gaming with anybody, unfortunately. I, no. I like, I, you know, my wife is here, but you know, when, when we're together, we're also usually taking care of our kid as well. So there's other things going on <laughs> in our life that yeah, uh, kind of yeah. keeps, keeps us from necessarily investing a whole lot of time. Now I get my hobby time, but, um, uh, you know, and, and I think that's what they're trying to focus on. But again, people are also just concerned about jobs and security. So I, you know, it's it's really tough. So I, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I I feel like they just like they had everything kind of going, and then this whole thing hit, and they had no idea on how to stop it, and they're just kind of like, okay, well, you know, we guess we just got to kind of play it by ear, which unfortunately is how a lot of businesses are just having to take it. It's like, we're just learning and adapting as we can sure. and trying to keep people safe. Um, well, at least like in, in GW's like defense, like everybody's hobbying right now, like mm -hmm. getting uh, like, I bought an Indominus box. I didn't know, think I was going to get one. And then I saw that I could get a pre-order on one. And I was like, okay, well I'm just doing it. It's like, I want those Necrons. Like I don't really care about space Marines. I don't really care about playing the game. Like, but I want those killer robots. Like I, I just, yeah. they were my first army. I started collecting. And when I saw them, I was like, Oh, they're getting new hotness. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's, that's, that's the thing that excites me nowadays, which is because 90% of my hobby is now hobby instead of, well, I should say modeling and painting and not necessarily gaming. I try to game, but it's just rare. Unfortunately, especially sure. in life and streaming, honestly, takes a lot of my time too. I love doing it, but you know, it, it yeah. eats into my ability to game. Um, or hobby as well to myself. Um, but you know, like GW's rolling out some products or other, other companies trying to roll out products, but they're also trying to make sure that a, they're, they're keeping their guys working, but also safe. And then be like actually able to get stuff places. It's tough right now. So like even yeah. the judgment guys that had a couple of releases that were held up by this whole thing, just because it hit at the wrong time, they were already, you know, on, on the way. And it, then everything crashed, and uh, yeah. you know, they're I, like, "Okay, I, well, how do we keep how do we keep things going, but also make it a little bit better for everybody?" So they're also like, "Hey, we we managed to cut the cost a little bit, thankfully." So hope, hope that helps. Yeah, but, the, you know, do what the you whole, can, but stay safe. The judgment thing is so weird because, like, I think we both got held up on the the Zim model. It didn't yeah. it didn't didn't happen for a really long time. Like, I actually forgot about it, and then one day mm -hmm. I was just like. I'm gonna message Andrew. Just be like, hey, <laughs> like, not no pressure, but like, I just realized that I I haven't heard any word on this yet. I was just kind of wanting an update. He's like, yeah, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, no worries. Uh, but yeah, like, it's it's so it's so interesting, you know, for especially for a small company like Judgment, 
like they not only like have like razor thin margins anyway but they just were like you know what we want more people in the united states to have our product we want more people to play this game we want to like bust through uh because like for the quality of the sculpts i don't think 50 dollars per model is like too much for for uh, a company like that i thought that that was actually pretty reasonable especially once you saw them you're like oh these are these are unbelievable um you know, and then like they, they're now what like twenty percent cheaper. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so they, they went cool. from about you know fifty dollar model to a forty dollar model. Some of them are a couple of dollars more just because of the size of the mini and uh, the yeah. casting involved. But yeah, that that has been a great thing because I I encourage people just to even look at Judgment if you're if you're not interested in the game, take a look at the sculpts because they they've got a crazy range. It, it, there no no two models are really alike. No. Which is kind of cool, and that's that's part of the setting. So that's what kind of drug me in because I've got a thing for Minotaur, so they've got some really awesome Minotaurs in the line. Dude, and I'm they just do. like, well, I'm gonna keep painting it. So, but yeah, you're right, Zim. I was so I was I got Isabel in, and and that was one of the models that the the studio wanted me to do for them. So I got her in, and I I painted her, and I'm like, hey, Andrew, what's what's going on with Zim? Wasn't he coming? Because they they even redesigned Zim. Uh, they, yeah. they put out the first design, and they're like, "Well, we're not quite happy with, with how he turned out. So let's let's put a little bit more work into him." And and he came out fantastic. He's 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 probably one of my top three models in the line right now. Um, yeah, I I, I, uh, I really I, like him. What's the what's the horse guy? Fazil. Yeah, Fazil. That yes. I I don't own that one, but I I have a ten dollar credit for, for ordering Zim, and then the price change. That I think I'm just gonna get Fazil because I'm like, yeah, I guess I just need all the undead things. Oh yeah, <laughs> and there's there's more undead coming. Um, if 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 you checked out some of the stuff to come from the uh, the Judgment guys, the next one coming is Cradle, which is awesome. And this is why I love their line because every model is so different. She is a uh, female. Undead Minotaur. <laughs> oh, she's what? Undead, but uh, you know, before she was undead, she was a Minotaur, and she's part of the backstory with Don Ricar. So all of these minis have like their stories that integrate and everything, and uh, you know, it's it's really cool. And she's got like two axes. She's a shadow hunter, uh, and all this other stuff. So there's there's a third undead hero coming, and then after that, another goblin. So, yeah. I love the goblins too. I think they're awesome. I just like. I, when you when you see the underdog like them like doing what they do it's it's thrilling and like i i didn't know like i knew the models from judgment like i wanted uh estariel like like i just like this model's great and i was like but i'm you know 50 dollars for a game that i'm never gonna play I, you know and then i took a class at warfare weekend and got the model and as i'm sitting there like painting it and i was like oh I no longer want to paint 28 to 30 mil models. Like I want to paint 54 or bigger. Like this right. is so much more fun. It's so much easier on my eyes. Like, I, like oh my I, God, I the scale just... thing is so big. I agree because I, I didn't get into 54 millimeter until Judgment. This was this was brand new for me. So I I met Andrew in person at Adepticon in 2018. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's that's right. Uh, and uh, I was like, hey, cool, these models are awesome. And I, I p ended up picking out Zarin, the uh, the necromancer, and Marcus, the knight. 
uh, and, and, wow, and Marcus them. is awesome looking. And then he's yeah. all like, hey, man, uh, you seem to really like these. Why don't you try out this Minotaur? And I'm like, whoa, wow, really cool. So I, I, he, he gave me a, a copy of Thorgar to paint on my stream. And I'm like, that's really nice. cool of you, man. Thank you so much. Ended up painting him and had a complete blast. Gave him away to a viewer. They, they really enjoyed that. And then I'm just like, well, I got to paint the rest of this stuff. And then I went all in. So I went on their Wave 2 Kickstarter, which... It's very, 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 very rare that I go in on Kickstarters. I'm just usually just like, eh, I just want to buy something if I can get it available. I'm not really into like limited edition stuff anymore or anything like that. Just like if I can get it, it's cool, awesome. If not, I'm too, not too worried about it. I'll maybe yeah. maybe someday. You never know. It's um, uh, man, Kickstarters is one of those drugs that uh, I tried to stay away from it, and then like I I don't know like. I it, through June and July, I b have backed more Kickstarters than I think I have in years. And, and like I, I was looking at my credit card statement, I was like, like what am I doing? But like I oh, needed no. a crokinole board for some reason. You know, I was like, it's only a hundred dollars. Like, you know, that's. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I've been trying to I've been trying to spread out my purchases because I'm looking at like GW stuff because uh, I've also been collecting like the Blackstone Fortress minis. Oh, they dude, gorgeous. they're they're so very good. cool. And I, I haven't really game. gotten started on it, painting them, but I love the I love the sculpts. I've done just like a handful of them. I can't wait to do some more. Plus the whole fact that they've got plastic renegades and heretics has me super excited. Just love yeah. all that chaos. Just mm, like come on, come on, Codex renegades, come on, dude. The whole like uh, the floaty brain guys in the core yeah, core set like, of them. Just... I can't remember their names. They're yeah, they are so cool looking, right. and I'm like. Like I bought, I bought Blackstone Fortress as well because again, mm -hmm. chaos. Yeah, it's it's great. But also, I was just like, I wanted a game kind of like Hero Quest, but yeah. not like Hero Quest. And like I, I'm, I was like some sci-fi stuff, and I, you know, I like 40K's aesthetic. This will be great. Like that game is actually very good. Like I wish I, my friends were more into playing it, but they all just want to pay two thousand point games. And I'm just like, come on, let's do something other than <laughs> like waste four hours in a day we can do we can, like seriously if we want to be mad at each other we can do it other ways <laughs> when this pandemic's over I'll, i'm down for a game of blackstone <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah i wish that there was something that like one of the best parts about judgment is that you could do like wartable.com mm -hmm. or whatever yes. and vassal like you can play it online for free and that's awesome. Like the fact that yeah. all the rules, all the stats are free. That is some like that's something that I'm not used to. Um, and then I found a game called Conquest: The Last Argument of Kings. Have you ever yes. seen or played any of that? Yeah, I'm familiar with that with uh, Orcrist. He he's been introducing me to it, and I saw a bit of it at Last Adepticon. He drug me over to see their table, and it's it's got some <laughs> really interesting motifs and like aesthetic to it. It's 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 different. Like it's, it's not it, what you expect. You're like, oh, cool, fantasy setting. That's neat. Let me take a look, and then you're like, this isn't quite right. Like something's off, and then it's like, wait, yeah. hold on, what's going on in this world? That's really weird. Yeah, it's uh, it's I really like it. I like the game a lot. The models are like 37 mil, so yeah. they're just big, big enough to like it makes it easier to paint. But like, uh, you know, all again, all of those rules are free as well. Like all the stats, li literally everything you need to play the game is on Tabletop Simulator right now. And that's like stuff that I just love. I absolutely love these like small scrappy companies just being right. like, you know what? Like 
like we want people we want this in people's hands the altruistic nature of it uh is just like something that you know i can't deny i love it well not only is it altruistic it just makes sense at this point like why why bother trying to when you're a small company why bother trying to make print materials that you know somebody buys once and then you may be sitting on a stock of stuff that you just can't move and might go out of date or something like that especially judgment judgment's a very living game like they're putting out patches every three months yeah. And saying, okay, it's out here for free. Um, you know, there's some print-on-demand options, but basically you can just go onto their site and print off everything. In fact, they give you, like, little standees and stuff if you want to proxy things in or try things out with your friends. You don't need to pay a dime to try the game. They just want to sell the models. Yeah. But the game helps sell the models. Like, if you like the game, you'll want the models. If you like painting them, you'll want the models, et cetera. It all goes right. back to that, which makes sense to me. Again, with Conquest, same thing. Like, you know, you're a small company. Why bother trying to push paper? Especially when <laughs> everybody's everybody's got a phone, everybody's got a tablet, everybody's got some sort of digital media, or at least a friend with something. So it's pretty ubiquitous at this point. It's not it's not too hard to get a hold of some sort yeah. of access. Um, yeah, as a small company, that's that's the way I'd lean to. It's just like, yeah, focus on selling that as a product. And then, it's, hey, you know, if they if the demand's there at some point, like, hey, we're we've got 10 million people playing it maybe you can buy a copy of it too just to have a nice neat copy of it and it's got some extras like gw does but even yeah. gw is trying to dip themselves back into the digital world a bit you know however that may shake out see how it goes i don't know yeah. how their business model work on the this whole ninth edition release but i'm at least excited to see them trying a little harder this time it's gonna uh, be really funny because like it's either gonna be totally awesome and work and everybody's yeah. going to do it or it's gonna suck everybody's still gonna do it but battle scribe is gonna get like like ten thousand new people using it because like they're like oh this is how i want to like work in this and like battle scribe uh you know for better or for worse like fixes a lot of problems i have with gw's model like right. the, the fact that like especially when you're building a list and it compiles everything down and like it just makes it so much more pleasant to actually play a, a big game like it's it's one thing doing a small game but when you got two thousand points on a table you need something like battle scribe you need yes something that cuts down all the noise you know I think that's I think that's the biggest problem, and that even has come up with like the judgment rules. Like the the rule books aren't, aren't the best format, and they've addressed that. They've said, "Hey, we're coming out with a whole new format because we've heard you." Like oh, it's hard dude. to look up stuff. And then it's on the same 20, side, page right. twenty three in judgment is when they actually tell you how to play judgment. It's right. up until that point is like all terms. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, guys, you guys wrote it backwards. Yep. Like, yeah, I agree. This. I agree. That's, and that's been one of the things. It's like it seems odd because you're going over like all the details before you actually just say, "Hey, you know, you need to start the game." Like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. Like, well, I'm glad you know how to, you know, do a push maneuver, but uh, you know, like, right. I don't even know how to set up the board yet. <laughs> um, because I agree, and and you know, Andrew and Jeff try, but uh, it's just one of the things, and they're they're evolving. But that's the thing I, I find with Warhammer too. Like, there's so many rules that, like, okay, you have to get this book, this book. And this book so knowing which yeah. books they're in is, is one issue and then it's like well i've got all these rules that i don't care about in these books what i really need is like a digital device that says okay i need everything tagged chaos marines and alpha legion cool done and that's hey there's all the units available and i want to filter all these units out because i'm not using them and this is what i need these are the data slates i need you know it'd be really cool if like they would do the same thing to do with aos with the cards mm -hmm. and stuff Right. I want those yeah. cards so bad. Do you know yeah. how bad I want those? Dude, <laughs> because that's a print is... material, but yeah. You know, I'd love it, that, but 
they they're so helpful. I mean, th- when they did them in uh, for Apocalypse, I was like, oh, we might be getting them for regular 40k. We did not get them for regular 40k because that's what I want. It's like I want the I want a way to just have the data slates that I care about and say, okay, I have seven units that are and that are composed of like six, five different data slates. I just want those five data slates and then like the rule book that I can look through for like generic terms. That's all I need. But yeah. I we'll we'll see how they do. I mean, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be better than what we've seen in the last few years because the last good thing I saw from them digitally was the sixth edition psychic tracker, which I don't know if anybody else remembers. I remember it just because I played demons and it's impossible to play demons without like <laughs> pencil and paper. Like okay, I've got 27 different things I need to do this oh, psychic no. round. It oh, gets no. it got crazy in sixth and seventh edition. Which is, oh my god, yeah, it was just so much to track, and they, they had a digital app, and it was kind of neat, because it'd be like, okay, you've got all these units, neat, and they've got this many things that you need to do, and then it would track you as you went through them, and then, hey, I'm done, like, cool, that saves me a whole lot of hassle, but it just died, it's just, it's gone, once the edition was done, they're like, eh, whatever, it's gone. Yeah, it's we, we don't need this, we don't need to practice this anymore, yeah. uh, but, you know, like, I think that they, it felt like they were learning it when they did, um... Like the Imperial Knights had like their co- uh, cards, which like made me really excited. It was actually one of the reasons why I bought into a knight army, not just because like it's a small model count and it's not a whole lot to actually keep track of. You know, you just have a couple dick stompers out in the like the field and you're like, okay, like I know I may not always win, <laughs> but like I have three models, turns go fast, we can be done with this. It's, it's kaiju this battles. Cool. Yeah, like, kaiju yeah, battles. Let's, let's go yeah. fight our big monsters against our giant robots. It's gonna be awesome. So, before we were uh chatting, uh we met you mentioned that you have some gumpla hanging up on your soffit and in, in yeah. your wall and i am i'm just now starting to realize that like i love i mean i've always loved giant mechs and i love giant models but it feels <laughs> it feels like i'm being taken advantage of every time i buy like a big gw model when for like the same for like for the same amount of money i can get three like really cool gumpla that like i really only like doing the hobby aspect of these things for the most part like yeah it, it feels really weird when you like look at the value proposition between the two like how, how did you get into gunpla and is it something that you still do okay this is a weird one so i got into gunpla right after i got out of college and that's because i moved into one of the guys I went to college with and one of my on and off roommates through college, we moved into this apartment and I was like, hey, you remember Gun- uh, You remember Gundam like back in high school and stuff? We're like, yeah, Gundam Wing. And we're like, uh, it wasn't that great. Like we tried watching it again and like, eh, it didn't quite live yeah. up. And I'm like, yeah, remember how ridiculous well. G Gundam was? I'm like, oh, that was a terrible show with a whole, whole bunch of terrible stereotypes. Some of the gunplay in it are really awesome. My buddy goes, you know, you can buy those, those like toys and stuff, right? I'm like, don't you have to put those together? that's <laughs> no, great you know what so like late one night i was probably i probably had a bunch of jack daniels or something like that and you know we're online and we're like hey we found one of these places this is before amazon started like selling a whole bunch of these because now you can just go on the amazon like yeah you got all the gunplay you want you, it's either yeah. here or like a few other like retail you can get what you need but then it was like oh my god i found these from from g gundam i'm totally building these so i get the but then me and my friend were just sitting in the basement we found some wire snips like from the hardware store and a box cutter and put these they're still up here on my shelf now to this day but we put them together 
And I'm like, oh, that was fun, you know, it's whatever. And we started watching, like, all sorts of different Gundam series and things like that. And we liked things like Robotech. I, I remember when I was, like, three, three or four, I used to watch Voltron on TV. Oh, sure. It was, like, my yeah. favorite thing. I still loved it, and it was so great. And I, I remember all these old shows, so I got into, like, watching all sorts of giant mech stuff. Like, Gurren Logan came out at the, about that time, Dude, too. Gurren Logan, so good. I, so I love good. I love ridiculous, over-the-top shonen and sign-in stuff, but I also love, like, horror anime and manga, so that's that's been a big inspiration for, like, both what I paint and what I like to build and things. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we and then after that, so I started dating my wife and uh for christmas uh she and my she would get me kits or she would uh tell my parents to get me kits off of amazon and stuff like that so i've slowly built up this horrifying collection of stuff that's precariously perched <laughs> up here but uh i didn't get into the painting aspect i've only painted two of my gunpla and that was more recently so uh the buttress on twitch actually kind of got me into doing it because they had a, had a painting competition and uh uh she's 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 got a really awesome stream and everything, very encouraging for people just to get in and the hobby. Because I was like, I just do straight builds, and they're like, that's awesome. A lot of people do straight builds, some people do conversions and kits. I'm like, screw it, I'm gonna do a paint, uh, you know, a painted piece, just because I haven't done it. So I've been painting sure. miniatures, and it's a completely different scale. It's a completely different skill, and uh, all sorts of different things. So I learned a lot, and I had a really good time with that. So I've I've done two of those, and I I don't know, I might do another one at some point. I'd like to do a kit bash. Uh, especially with like some of the newer HG kits. So like the smaller, cheaper kits are really meant yeah. to be kind of intermixed nowadays, like the way they built them, which is really cool. Cause I think that's the thing that gets me with Gunplay. I do the straight builds because I really appreciate the engineering that goes into the kits. It's insane. Right. Like yeah. the, these toy builders are really on their game. It's just nuts. They're posable models that you don't need glue to make. Right. Like, how is that a thing? Like, and I'm looking at like GW, like their sculpts right now, the way that they're hiding seams and stuff is like magic, but also like, like I want, I want more movable parts on my models. I want these to be more toys, you know, and especially like when you see, uh, you know, painters like uh, Chris Suri, like literally every model that Chris Suri like does, he chops them up and he like right. reposes them. And I'm just like, man, it would just be nice if they thought about, you know, like, like the actual, like, like customization aspect of models more like how come western culture and japanese culture can't like have like a merging of the minds i'd love to see bandai actually do yeah. gw stuff in oh. a way that like we could <laughs> have like real like interesting you, know, you say that right i mean that's, yeah that's been a thing recently with their their space marine kits they've, they've warhammer started to like really get it big in japan now which is really cool to see because I've, I've met a lot of people uh from japan and korea now on twitter who've been painting warhammer and they've got like oh, a whole awesome. different style and uh, all sorts of different interests and i can tell you know like what they take from their culture and apply it to it which is really cool i like seeing that a lot and the playmo uh, like the plastic modeling and the gunpla modeling uh, communities are really descending on that. So they're bringing in those skills, which I always think is interesting. Like you mentioned earlier with Renaissance painting, we're bringing back a lot of techniques and things into play. We're like, oh, hey, you remember this from like 300 years ago? Bring that into our miniature painting. Same thing on this side. Like the guys that have been doing uh, scale modeling for years, we, we have a lot of things to learn from them and we're just bringing new things in. So these gunpla, uh, gunpla fanatics, these Playmo fanatics, they're coming in and showing us a lot of new cool stuff. Like people are learning about the the liner tools that they use like the the different liners because 
uh, they're just chemically different, so we're not used to using them. We're used to using like our, our acrylics and inks and things like that. And they're like, oh yeah, we've got we've had these for years, but have you tried them on the minis yet? Not yet. Let's give it a shot. Right, right, and like there's it feels like there's so much innovation happening on miniature side, but and you're right, they are not new. Like right, and, and but like you know on on the miniature stuff actually has innovated. You know, like acrylic paints in ways that like you know scale modelers haven't had so like we the, there needs to be like a weird meeting of the minds where like the, these two things like really slam together and it's going to take someone like gw leaning hard into that because like it feels like they have their their thing their their heavy metal style of painting which is fine i that like mm. you can follow the directions you can have a really good outcome but it's also like it would be really cool to see them like have like intermediate advanced courses and things that like you could be like or you could try this or you could try this or like it i would love for them to lean a little harder onto those things because i think as uh, as a group you know miniature painters would be more inspired to try different things you know and and because like i was watching this like gumpla dude today just like like tear a kit apart and just sculpt <laughs> on it with like uh you know milliput and you know or what i, I assume saw that yeah and i was just like and he's like like making it bigger and i'm just like how the hell and he's doing this all without like measuring it he's just doing it by eyesight and then right. and then he paints it up and it has this kind of like cell shaded like like battle damage thing i'm like this is inspiring and i want to see more i want to see more miniatures done like this you know in like how epic duck does his car comic book style but like i want to see it on like a, a bigger scale um like I, I was you know also feverish so like to me i was just like this is the coolest thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's the one. I, I think I saw this. It was like a three SD, the the super deformed kits. Was that right? And it's kind of like a scene with, like one of them has a bazooka that's mid explosion. It was so cool. I, I, I think that's the one that you're talking about. If not, I, I saw something totally similar, and it was just so cool because he was building up the different fins and things. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool use of milliput because it turns hard, and then you can sand it down. And oh, a bit of a uh, bit of backing with some uh, plastic hard, and all these all these simple tools. I'm like, oh, these are just great ideas that i know i could totally reuse on what i well, do with and, my miniatures well and the weird thing is is like i didn't realize how many people were looking at gun plus stuff on youtube like like i look at uh you know uncle adam and tabletop minions and maniac and you know email with squidmar and you're like you look at those numbers you know 160,000 people follow them you know like some of these gunpla people like put them like the wargaming people to shame and i'm like huh there's something happening here that we should pay a little bit more attention to this oh like as a community i yeah. think there's one more to learn but also two like a better a broader appeal that we're totally missing because like there's so many cool things from miniature wargaming to like scale modeling like they cross like they it, it should be something that i think is celebrated and explored more instead of being like walled gardens you know which like maybe that's a future for twitch you know maybe maybe we'll see more blending of of the the minds in that way I hope so because yeah, it's it's just the, the more it happens, the more we get cross skills and things like that. And because I, I think one of the things that that's led up to this is that traditionally miniatures have been kind of like let's reproduce something historical and accurate, like 
in, in a war scenario or like a, a diorama or something like a, a nativity scene or a, a sculpture for you know like even when churches uh, commissioned things back in the Renaissance it was it was something sure. something realistic and now now you see people doing things that are more like a pop culture sort of thing like I fully admit like I draw stuff that's inspired by cartoons and weird stuff and music yeah. and things just because I don't want to draw I don't necessarily want to paint things that are realistic all the time I want to get really weird with it and I think that's kind of exploded what we've done because now the mediums turned from I want to make something that looks realistic to I want to paint a tiny little demon that's exploding out of another dude right so <laughs> that's, <laughs> right, that's what right. I want to do today that's that'll that's my happy little tree yeah I I completely agree and I think that that I think that people paying attention to this hobby, especially since coronavirus, you know, has made people look at the hobby very differently and a more, I think a more uh, holistic aspect of their hobby is they're like, well, if I can't play, let's do these things that I haven't done. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that that's the stuff that's inspiring people. You know, when you're watching like James Wapple hit stuff with oil paints and he's just like, blazing through these huge models and you're just like how the hell is he doing this and, and, you know it's just like it's fascinating to to be able to like be on the ground floor of it if, because it feels new like everything about it feels new right now yeah but i think i think it feels new because people are excited about it and that's that's a big <laughs> thing like they've got the time to focus on it because whatever reason they're trying to make the best of their time so hey screw it i'll, imp I'll do some self-improvement and I, yeah. I really consider like any sort of craft or hobby, you know, whatever it is, which I encourage it's something creative, get something creative in your life. It doesn't matter what kind of creativity it is. Just get something creative because it, it makes you feel better. It just makes you feel better creating something. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be the best. It just has to be something. Yeah. And if you get value out of it, that's that's awesome. And uh, yeah, people are people are really getting back to that. And I think that's been a big thing on YouTube. I watch woodworking all the time. I, I barely know how to use a lot of tools. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just kind of barely learning things, but I've learned things, which is really cool. Because now I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to take care of this problem. I learned that from Essential Craftsman or, you know, something like that. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is awesome. This is great. Well, and especially like setting up desks and things like, you know, just organizing your space like the woodworkers that is what almost all their videos are is like let me micromanage the space to the nth degree it's just, it's so fun watching it yeah all this back here it's, dude i'm literally like vertical i've got all my paint stacked up and then all my supplies like in spot like when i'm streaming I, I just switch between airbrushing the traditional brushing to like i need to like throw it on a base i've got like prepped bases and everything it's just all like within arm's reach it feels really good and i'm like it took me years to get to this point but it's it's my space it's so good dude, <laughs> i'm envious i'm super envious of it because like yeah mine mine was getting good and then i ruined it when i moved into the attic in the murder basement r.i.p just can't, can't have a computer the attic is not really set up to like have it. You know, I've got this like pitched ceiling right here, which just ruins any verticality I have. Which I've got a little bit of a pitched ceiling in here, which kind of it, it limits my space for just slightly. So I got to take that in <laughs> mind. But the sad thing is, is this desk. I, I love I love old and new materials. So this desk is something I've had for 15 plus years now. Yeah. And it will never leave this room. It, it has moved its last time. It is being held together by probably like 50-ish wood screws that I've just like reinforced it with and then all the stuff that I've done to it is terrifying so it's like it's solid but like if I take it apart it will never come back together again like it's one yeah. of those kind of situations it's just like yeah. this is this is where it will live and I've gotten plenty of use out of this $100 special 
<laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's like the the equipment on it is worth way more than the desk. Like it, it's like I shouldn't trust this desk at this point, but I do, I do. You know, I mean, wood glue and screws will get you down the road very far, man. Like oh, I, you yeah. would be like half of my shop, like it, my shop's fifty years old, and w when they were like expanding in like the seventies. They just like took old doors and weird stuff like that and like screwed them into like two by fours. And so like my <laughs> like workbenches are like barely held together. And and it's just so funny because like I've, we've only had like one really horrible accident uh, where one of them just like crumbled. Like they're pretty, pretty uh, robust. But like when you like take all the like the craft paper off and you look at it, you're like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that this is what I'm working on. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, Reiner, how, how long is uh, have you been on Twitch? How, when did Twitch become the thing for you? Uh, November 25th, 2016. Wow, okay, so you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, just about three and a half years. Yeah, just over three and a half years now. So I'll be doing my fourth fourth year anniversary this, uh, this November. So, yeah, surprisingly wow. long time. I've seen a lot of people come and go, so... <laughs> It's 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 been kind of weird because I've been thinking about it in the last year and a half since my my son's come into the picture. It's uh, time has gotten slippery, so I'm like, you know, it's like a, there's been times where I've had to take a little bit more of a break from it, like more recently. But I'm I'm getting getting back solid into the swing of things now that he's getting just a little bit older and a little bit easier to take care of. And uh, nice, yeah, it's uh, I'm just like, wow, these people are still here. Or, oh, what happened to such and such? Or like, hey such and such is back like hey it's been some time i've had a lot of that recently which is kind of cool which i've also had a lot of holy crap you're still screaming <laughs> i'm like yeah i'm still here yep. i'm still trying to get all my army painted i'm not done <laughs> <laughs> not done not done so how uh how have things changed from twitch then versus twitch now because i didn't pay any attention to twitch as a hobby uh space because i i basically thought it was just for video games or for like you know cam girls trying to like get their start like it didn't <laughs> the hobby thing didn't really make any sense to me at all and so like and and because like gamers are not exactly the most uh, uh stable people like it just felt a little toxic and a little too ego driven um so i just avoided it until like really earlier this year like like for the like the last three or four months i has been really like I, I just missed all of that. It's it's interesting because uh, yeah, I, I kind of avoided Twitch for the same reason because I just wasn't interested in watching a whole lot of people play video games. Like there's a there's a couple of content creators that I enjoy that I can watch, but it's usually kind of edited some stuff like that. And I found some streamers that I enjoy watching video games now too. But then I I found a couple of uh, people on YouTube, notably Next Level Painting. I found him on YouTube and then started watching him on Twitch. So it's like, okay, cool, and, you know, I start watching along, and then I'm, like, started chatting, because the chat wasn't horribly toxic like I was concerned about, you know? It's like, right. I've, I've had some bad experiences just in general with the gaming communities before in person, so I was always kind of a little bit leery about it, especially, hey, you're on the internet, you know? Things can right. get kind of rowdy, you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I had a great time, and I found a lot of other streams and things like that, and that's when eventually my wife actually wanted to stream, and she's like, you should stream. So I was like, okay. Okay. And so I did. So probably it, it's gotten a lot easier access, uh, to access like from a technology aspect. Sure. And the communities have stayed 
pretty consistent as far as how accepting they are. I think there's there's been drama. I mean, people people are people, and you know, egos clash, and there are egos, and there are people that um, that will get in arguments with each other. But for the most part, they've all solved their issues pretty amicably, and nobody's really nasty with each other. And like you like you mentioned earlier, the tide rises. So most most people, whether or not uh, they've been here for a long time or a short time. They all try to support each other, which is really cool and really encouraging. And I, yeah. I try to do the same because I like seeing people succeed. Um, the more people succeed, the better, because then they're going to tell friends. And those friends will tell friends. And those friends will tell friends. And that's the thing is Twitch's, Twitch's creative sector is still a very small part. And that's that's probably another thing that that's kind of changed, but not really is the amount of people that have been a part of this it's grown but it hasn't grown like the rest of twitch has grown either um but they're very loyal loyal people that come by every week like me it was just week after week after week i'd come watch my streams and that that that's really important to me because it's really cool seeing those same people again so i really yeah. appreciate that but you know it, it's always cool seeing somebody else kind of find it <clears throat> like yourself and you're like i didn't realize what this was let me get into it and let me see what what it's about and then you meet you know 10 or 12 different people that you share interests with different streams and you may I, I like I tell people hey you know go tell your friends about me and even if they don't like me maybe they'll find somebody else that they like watching that's cool too yeah. that's awesome yeah. that's all I want like they watch one of my friends that's that's cool watch one of my you know acquaintances that I barely know that's that's awesome because <laughs> that's that's adding to our community that's adding to the discussion you're you're adding ideas and just a difference of opinion and your own view on things, which is always always good when you're in an in an art kind of based community. You want those different ideas. Well, and especially when like they're on somebody else's stream and you raid into somebody else's stream, mm -hmm. you're like, oh wow, this is like incredible. Like, uh, you know, I one day, um, you know, Sam Lenz, I was you know on there and uh, he raided into Giggling Geekette, and I was just like. What is happening? I just went from like <laughs> speed metal, like loud and obnoxious Sam Lins being like the, the the character Sam Lins, which is so fun. And then you have like this really chill, like super ASMR style, like painting stream. Mm -hmm. I was like, it was like hitting a brick wall. I was like, whoa. And then I just sat and watched it. And I just watched like quietly. And that it was like so weird. Like it was like, you know, that adam sandler movie you know anger management i had that goose fra ba movement i was like whoa whoa yeah. this is cool and i just like sat and watched and like now it's a stream that whenever i get a chance like i'll hop on you know and like i was watching mocha the other day and she got raided by reaper minis that brought 400 people onto her stream which and is it was another just cool thing like the 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 communities that the the manufacturers have too they're they're also getting involved with us because not only are they bringing in people but they're also opening up to like streamers and viewers that are already here and going hey what can we do for you yeah which is awesome yeah it, it's uh i'm not used to it i'm not used no, to this level of support <laughs> like in the music world it is not like this like mm -hmm. this is uh it's touching and it's something that when I, I try to explain it to people that aren't from like our, our hobby, like it, it, it's kind of lost on them. I'm just like, no, you just have to show up, just show up. I don't out. think we're yeah. operating under a famine mentality. Like there are, there are people <laughs> streaming. Here's, here's probably one thing that has changed. It's 
there's never a point where there's nobody streaming painting at this point. It's very <laughs> rare. Right. Uh, when I first started, there would be gaps, and we would be in discords going, hey, is anybody painting, or anybody want to turn on their camera and get going? Like, there's just nobody painting right now, and we'd fill it. Uh, you know, there'd be other art streams going on, but not miniature painting. But So we'd, we'd, we'd do that. But, yeah, it's, it, it's crazy because... Um, we're not operating under that mentality that, you know, there's so many gigs, there's so many shows, there's so many, you know, places to display your art or anything. We've yeah. all got our own space and people will go where they want to go. And, you know, we'll we'll hustle each other on Instagram, we'll hustle each other on YouTube, you know, it's like, hey, I love this guy's stuff, I love this this lady's stuff, and it's just go check all this out. I, I love sharing people that have nothing to do with it. One of my inspirations is uh, uh, Sarah Art uh, on uh YouTube, she does stencil work. It's it's all like urban stencil stuff, and that's what really got me inspired to do stencils. I learned a lot from her, and I try to encourage people. I'm like, go look at street artists. <laughs> I bring stuff in from street artists when I do my airbrushing. It's a really cool medium. Yeah. Um, so I, I I love that whole aspect. Um, I, I just I I really I I feel lucky that I avoided any sort of negativity in this community because for what negativity that has crept in, people have just kind of said no, we don't want it just as a whole like we we know there are differences of opinions there's people from all walks of life all all sorts of different opinions we may not even you know it's like if, if somebody had an opinion that i really didn't like and it's like you know what let's just share our hobby let's just leave it at that and let's be cordial and for the most part people are really awesome with each other they're like hey that's cool let's hobby and let's yeah. bring bring it all together over that which i i really enjoy so I, I've had my I've had my kind of rough spots in, in the hobby where I've seen some gross stuff in person and just had some bad spots. And have I been a toxic gamer in the past? I'm sure I have. Sure. Um, and I and I want to improve that because one of my big things is I hate the hater mentality. I, I I've been around those people and it got so bad where I hated a lot of things. <laughs> I'm just like I don't like this. Why Why does me liking something is so negative? And then I'm like, yeah. oh well, I just don't have to let it be. And then I just don't I take this out of my life. Just go, don't yeah. be negative and don't be around people who just want to be negative and then it's not so negative anymore. It's crazy. I, I think people like in uh, in our age group right now, um, uh, and, I, and I think especially men, you know, I think we've paid a lot of attention mm -hmm. to like the, the changing tide and, I, and I'm glad. Like I, it makes me really happy to have like really honest, uh, vulnerable conversation with other men. Uh, you know, cause it's it, like the, the machismo aspect of it seems to have like really disappeared, but like, you know, we're all kind of on like, uh, like our lifelong apology tour for like our predecessors because they were like <clears throat> shitty and, and continue to be shitty from time to time when they like pop their heads back up. Like I've been, uh, hanging out in like the OSR D and D groups because like, I don't really like fifth edition. It's not that it's, it's bad. It just. Like I, I kind of like the old school sort of mentality where they just don't right. tell you everything. Like, like I like the idea where, you know, the magic missile is like a, a sentence explanation of how it works instead of like a paragraph. Like I, my, I, my old gamer group, they, they swear by second edition. They, uh, one yeah. of them is adamantly like, and he, and he's almost at the point of like haterade at, at in their <laughs> editions, but it, he keeps it jovial at least. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, I love playing second edition, but I sure. also love playing a little bit of 3.5. I play, love right. playing a little bit of five a little bit, but I also like Pathfinder now that I've tried that out too. So I try out all sorts of different things and I, I give them a shot, but that's why we like World of Darkness too, because that's been our big jam. But that's the funny thing too. It's like I've played, I've run so many games of World of Darkness where we just never throw dice. 
It's right. just all acting. I love that about that. I love those kind of systems where it's just like, I don't need to roll dice because you're describing this or acting this out or we're having a fun time. We're making a really cinematic moment. So that's that's been another really cool thing because I count myself lucky because, like I mentioned, my wife's been a gamer and I've met a lot of really cool people from all walks of life who've been gamers. Like even my, even my original group, most of them were men, but we did have a couple of female friends that were a part of that group and people kind of went and came and went but we always had a really cool mix of people from like one of them was a firefighter one of them was a steel worker who, who was nice. a black belt uh one of them was who did rodeo and then was a, a crane <laughs> operator uh one of them was a marine at the time um you know i was just i was just a dorky nerd you know we, we came from all sorts of different kind of walks so it was, it was really interesting and then my wife got involved and we met friends and family and it and it, and it feels like a family thing too sometimes so you know yeah. it's like hey this is you know whoever can they come along yeah absolutely so i've just you know and i've never said no to anybody it's just like if you're cool and you you get along with everybody come join us have a have a drink have a have a good time because that was half the half the thing was just socializing we'd spend four hours shooting the breeze, you know, drinking a, drinking a couple of adult beverages, and then uh, then maybe like two hours throwing dice and pretending we're wizards, right? So, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, that's, that's, that's how it went, and that's, that's, really, that's really the aspect I enjoy, and I, I try to bring a lot of that to Twitch as well, because uh, I, I just like sharing other people's hobby experience as well as sure. mine, because I'm just like, you're watching me hobby. This, this is my hobby experience, so share with me, inspire me, and I'll, uh, I'll try to help you as well. Yeah, I, I I think that that is such an awesome like mentality to have, and like that's that's what I want out of this as well, you know. And like just get in it, let's have fun, let's let's like support each other in this. That's so so good. So I a, a little bird named Anzig one thirty eight uh, reached out to me and <laughs> said that you were you were August is your month. You are you are pushing to make partner. How how are you? Uh, like how what is that men mental shift of like, you know, uh, getting to like a affiliate felt like a huge hurdle just because you're like, I have to have, you know, three people watch me at any given time and right. 50 people have to follow me. Like now, like it seems like paltry numbers when you have to have 75 people watching you at any concurrent time on Twitch like that is a huge like hurdle and something that like I've looked at that number and I've been like, yeah, I'm not even thinking about that. I don't even understand right. what that means to, to like have that sort of followers. Like I'm thrilled when I can have 13 people like at any given time, like, that <laughs> makes me really happy. Like what, where did the mental mental shift happen? And what, what are the things that you're doing to kind of, uh, to solidify that? So, man, it's I've got kind of a got kind of a torrid history with Twitch and partnership. Um, I, <laughs> I, like like you said, I've been doing this for for some time. Yeah, um, and I've had, and I've had a pretty consistent and uh, very loyal uh, follower base for for a while. And uh, I, I've previously pushed for partnership. Uh, I'm a part of a group called Triptych, along with Shoshi's Minis, uh, Flickster, who's who's currently on hiatus, and Genuine Vision. And uh, we, we, we all push towards partnership for our, our group. I'm kind of the last one in, in line right now since Genuine finally made his partnership. Yeah, Congratulations to him, it. which is yeah. so huge because he, he and I were in the same boat for a long time um, uh, working on it because, well, it's just it's tough. And even when you get there, the making sure you stay there long enough and prove to yourself that Twitch wants you, uh, it's a whole other step. So it's not just the number either. It's, it's kind of crazy. So there's still a person saying yes or no at the end of the 
in right. the lane. So I've I've actually made it and applied three times and failed three times before, and it it burned me out. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it another shot. Uh, a lot of people have been encouraging, and uh, a lot of people are, are saying, "Hey, I, I want to help you in any way I can." So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to catapult off that. I've got some other ideas. I've been uh, working on YouTube videos recently. I'm um, going to try implementing some subscriber goals uh, to encourage people to, to kind of join me on that that whole YouTube creation process. And uh, also just to try to practice teaching more. My, my One of my goals is to uh, teach at conventions and things like that. So nice take on more of that role so that's that's where i'm focusing i'm kind of spreading my spreading my message a little bit more putting out the word i know a lot of people have been waiting for me to say hey i'm giving it a shot again so they're like hey yeah sure i'll, I'll come lurk which is awesome because a lot of people do they're like it's not a problem i'll just open you up in a separate tab make sure it keeps playing whatever i'll, I'll yeah i, I, I want to help you out yeah you, you just flashed i think i think that you're fine your battery isn't dying is it Shouldn't be. I should be plugged in. Hopefully okay, that's, good. Uh, yeah, making sure my cable's in tight here. Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Starts giving me gut. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. figure something hey, out. Hey, <laughs> it did it really early on when we first were on, and then it didn't do it for an hour. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm, wondering <laughs> if, I'm wondering if it's the idle thing. The GoPro kind of gives me weird anxiety from time to time <laughs> dude i tried doing all my youtube videos with, uh, with a gopro and after like a week of fighting with it i just sent it back i was like nah <laughs> this is not like this is not it's not going uh so what are the like like did they give you any insight in why you weren't picked before like because for like sam sam lynn said that he's also tried doing it three times and every single time he doesn't but like sam plays like you know copyrighted music all the time right he, uh you know pulls the whole kind of mature stream thing uh, you know like which i i don't know if that is a thing that hurts him or not uh you know i i i know that they kind of frown against some of that uh until you're pulling like real numbers you know like you know gamer numbers mm -hmm. so i wonder if that's something that that's there but you know every time i've been on one of your streams it's always been like really cool really fun very funny you're very active you know it's not just like you sitting there silently and then like you know like when you're like at a local show with like the band plays and all the guys are in the back just kind of looking at you, you know, like that sort of thing it isn't yeah. that like it, it seems very fun and very uh active you know so like did did they give you any indication on why you weren't accepted before uh purely numbers i was right under the numbers and not maintaining them well enough and they're uh, like yep, you're just you're just right under and part of it was like well my average is this cool well there's also a thing with they don't want people just, you know, saying, hey, rate in all these people and they can just sit in there whether or not they're actually doing anything or not. They want active viewers. So part of, of the thing is, like, if you get rated or hosted into somebody, it has a little URL thing at the end of the URL that says, hey, I'm a rater. So you have to you have to load back into that page to count for a quote unquote real view to like be actual an view, view. Yeah. So that's a thing that like we we focused on um, and, and a number of other people have focused on when they when they push for partnership is making sure that their their viewers that are coming over from raids and people that are coming over. It's like it's totally appreciated. We want you there and stuff. Can you please click on this link real quick just to make sure that you get counted because that's super important. Yeah, I, Captain Mad Love. Like every time she gets raided, it's it's like she's like a Pavlovian response. She just like triggers this 
like, go ahead and take that thing off and reload the thing so we can be here together. And I'm just like, like, man, she has got it. She like, she yeah, got, it's, got it's a big thing. So I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. We're going to have some, uh, we're going to have some prizes. We're going to have some fun stuff. Uh, like I said, bonus, bonus content and what have you. I, I don't want to, I don't want to just throw out, uh, throw out prizes and stuff to you. I want to, I want to give out like some actual cool, like extra stuff. Cause that's what I've been trying to do. The YouTube thing is brand new to me and I've just been doing that this month, which has been fun because now I've got a crash course in editing video and I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable with it. It's and, uh, uh yeah, it's a hard skill, man. Like to, to, to watch yourself like struggle through what you're trying to mm-hmm. like show like man like i i was really bad at it and you know like the effort it took to make one good video i was like no 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 mm-hmm. yeah i uh my my wife started doing some stuff so obviously again she's like you should make some videos i'm like i've you been talking about that for two years i really should <laughs> You're guilting me into this. And she's like, yeah, just do some like time lapse videos. I'm like, oh, that's totally cool. So I, I did a few and I dubbed over them. And I'm like, all right, all right, now I'm feeling more comfortable. And I've been practicing because I've been learning to put together like GIFs and memes and stuff for my stream. To, nice. To, just to get a little bit of experience. So I'm starting to put it to good use now. Dude, so that's the I kind like of stuff I'm wife, trying to man. ramp up on. Uh, she's I she's like my muse. Wife. Totally, that, totally my muse. That enabler sort of mentality of like you should do this. Like that's, I'm literally that's sitting here shit. looking at her stuff, and I'm like, I feel so lazy. <laughs> she's got like <laughs> she's got three spinning wheels over here. She's been sewing on her sewing machine. I've got a, she's got a like cart. Half of this stuff looks like medieval torture equipment. So <laughs> it's like, what's it do? Tears apart hair and then puts it in straight lines. Like, jeez, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I love, I love all those tools. Like, it's really I, cool. I have a friend whose grandpa is a tax was a taxidermist, and I've already like put dibs on his tools. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> when he dies, you let me know. I want all of that." <laughs> I get a li- I get a little jealous when I visit the dentist nowadays. I'm like, "How much is that compressor?" Like, oh, I think I get that. There's like a there's like a used dental supply place somewhere in Kansas City apparently that you might be able to get some stuff from, but I'm also like, do I have to have a medical license for this stuff? Like, I have nah, questions man. I need to ask. I gotta I gotta check these out because I always get I always get jealous of their equipment, <laughs> like those picks and everything, and then that air stuff and that drill. Oh man, totally. Dude, a whole pneumatic setup would be so good for like everything that we have. Uh, my mom's a dentist and. Uh, she one time had to go to Lexington to pick up a chair. And so she flew into St. Louis and we drove to Lexington. And I spent like four hours. It was the longest day ever. But I spent like four hours going through a warehouse of old medical equipment. And I was just like, this is so badass. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, yeah. I love those kind of warehouse deals where they're just like, yeah, we cleared out like these offices and these old like kitchens and stuff like that, and just go pouring over them. I remember uh, uh, there, there's a place in Kansas City that's uh, that's an old. Uh, they just take in like old office equipment, including old computer equipment. So one of the guys I was working with was like, they have old server rack equipment down there. So we were looking at stuff that was pulled out of like some of the businesses that we've worked with like just a couple <laughs> years ago, and they're like, yeah, we're just selling these old server for like nothing I'm like wow that was like a three thousand dollar server and you want a hundred bucks for it sure <laughs> I'll yeah take it. absolutely <laughs> it just needs it just needs some processors whatever I, I got a few laying around i can get those those for cheap too because somebody else is throwing those out. <laughs> right right that's awesome so yeah the, those kind of places are really fun to go through 
So is uh is the goal of like partnership to become like self-sufficient on streaming? Do you think you want to do it full time? That sort of idea, like content creation all the time, or do you think you'll always have a, a day gig in this? Uh, man, that's that's such a hard question. It's something I've kind of battled with a little bit. Um, I definitely want it to become a bigger part of my life, and it and it already is. It's it's a part-time job for me. This is a business, so my wife yeah. and I both both have these hobbies that have become like real businesses for us um and do i treat it like a business kind of <laughs> you know <laughs> on paper yeah uh but this is still my fun time and i if i stop having fun with it I'll, I'll stop doing this um will it ever replace what i do for a living right now i don't know because even though it is an it position it's it's something that um i get to be very creative on i'm, a, I'm an architect technically so i get to do the building and things like that so that's also a creative aspect of of, of what I do and I don't necessarily want to lose that so it may yeah. get to the point where my focus does shift to this full time that'd be awesome but I definitely want it to become a bigger part of my life and fortunately for me I can, I can probably make this a bigger and bigger part of my life as, uh, as my job progresses as well so that's that's cool and I, I feel really lucky and really blessed and I want to share that with other people like I'm, I'm not out there to become like necessarily famous well i am but i'm not <laughs> you know you get what i mean famous enough sure. i want to be famous enough to make this cool and be able to provide something else back to people because like the biggest kick i get is when people like message me and i'm like hey that really helped out thanks for thanks for the suggestion or you, you got me to stream or i haven't picked up a brush in five years and i, I figure i'd fuck around with some of my warhammer movies tonight i'd be like that like i've had times where i've, I've really teared up over that i'm like that is so cool like i, yeah. I i've and so that that be able to do that a little bit more and get a little bit more of that ego stroking. That that would be nice. <laughs> sure. But, uh, well, you know, I mean, that's that's the kind of cool stuff I, I get a kick out of. I really I get a kick out of inspiring people. So that that that's what it all boils down to. Well, and you definitely have uh, an inspiring stream. I would think I every time I hop in, you're doing something different. You're rocking the airbrush. You're doing stencils. You're you know doing like working models, doing brush. Like it's just like you just kind of are like a holistic painter and i love that like it's just one of those that are like ah what's reiner doing today i have no idea let's sit down and like <laughs> that's really really fun and infectious and you know I, again like you know like i get that in picture framing where every single day it's something different and you can't really guess what it's going to be and it, like i i'm glad that there are other places where people can actually get that same sort of thing because mm -hmm. yeah it's um it's hard to explain to, to someone how uh important that is especially if you have like extroverted tendencies like being able to have the community to talk to while doing something creative it's uh oh it's unlike yeah. anything else and yeah it's it's so much it, it it's it's so helpful having someone to talk to while I paint because previously my thing was I've been a long time podcast listener for a long, long time. Just I'd sit and listen to podcasts and then switch it up with some music and that's a podcast. But I never really had anybody to interact with. Yeah. Um, and then streaming just got me addicted on it. Like I, I am, I don't consider myself an extrovert. I think I've le leaned more that way as I've streamed for sure. Like I said, I'm, I haven't really been deterred by crowds before, but I've never really wanted to like be in the center of attention or anything sure, like that. Sure, sure. But I really enjoy having somebody to talk to. And it's, you know, e even if, if there's five people there and one of them wants to talk, that's awesome. If there's 50 people there and none of them want to talk, that's cool. I'm going to talk too. <clears throat> it's just, you know, I just need somebody to kind of bounce around with. And even if it's just playing around or joking around or talking about my, <clears throat> my favorite anime of the week or something like that, that's great. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, that's awesome, man. Well, we have been going on for qu quite a while now, uh, and I really appreciate your time uh, talking with me. And I really, uh, you know, good luck on on the push for partnership. And if uh, if I can help out in any way, if I'm streaming and I see you on, I'll get the raid, and we'll 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 make stuff happen that way. But uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to your viewers, to my viewers, to the new viewers as this this podcast just keeps on growing and growing uh, and the actual podcast version of it is like really taking off uh, it's a uh, it's a little embarrassing to like, <laughs> put all the effort into youtube videos and uh yeah the podcast version of it does very well for itself right now uh is there anything you want to say to the audience before we uh, uh call it a night here I mean, uh, really just going back to it, just get something creative in, in your life. If you haven't already, if you haven't found something that kind of gets you inspired, gets you pumped up, gets you excited to do something during the day, just find it because that, that really improved my life more than I thought it would. Uh, you know, just <clears throat> having something that I could creatively do and at the end of a day or a week or whatever, I can go, I made that. And I learned how to do something that that growth is just so addictive. So I, I, I really encourage people to find that. And whether that's through, you know, like so, somebody like us uh, who's, who's gaming and painting miniatures, or maybe you find somebody who does really cool drawings or, uh, you know, watercolor, <clears throat> whatever it is, find it and just have fun with it. And that's that's the biggest part. Find something that, that feels good to do and, and get away from life a little bit sometimes. Um, and, and focus on that creative aspect. That's that's the biggest thing. Man, I 100% agree with that. And there's been, I can't count the number of times that seeing a stupid monster on my workbench and like, I'm feeling bummed out, but after I've slapped <laughs> some paint on this dumb, dumb little piece of plastic, I'm just like, oh my God, the, like the world doesn't seem as hostile. I feel uh, like I've, you know, exercised that part of my brain. Like I'm with you 100%. Like do something creative. It's it's oh, it's good for you. What is that quote from Billy Madison? He's like Billy. What is that? It's a blue duck. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Why paint the duck blue? And I've always wanted to see a blue duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. That's that's how I feel about it. I'm like, you know what? That's I I that that right there just kind of sums out how I feel about it. Like you want to see a blue duck? Make a blue duck happen. Yeah, I, I think that that, like, you know, again, you can't ruin it. You literally can't ruin any of this stuff. Unless if you light it on fire somehow, which, like, hey, you can that might that be fun, out. too. Who knows? Yeah. Dude, like, I have I've uh, all of my, my safety business first. partner. <laughs> safety first, yes. My, my business partner has a master's in studio sculpture. And my wife has a, you know, bachelor's in, uh, in art history with, like, a under in, stu in sculpture. And so it's, like, it's so fun, like, the things that they do, like, when they're when they're being creative. Because, they, they, like, so much of what they do is destroying. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, Reiner, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate your stream. Um, it's it's been good to get to know you. I'm glad that we are close. Uh, the little birdie also says that you know it's an equal distance from uh, his house to your house as it is from my house to your house. <laughs> yeah. So there might be a Kansas City hangout in your future if you uh, if you are ready to hang out with a bunch of like 
old school metal heads and paint minis for like some weekend make a make a youtube video out of it or something oh man that that sounds that sounds terrible why would i want to do that time. oh no almost <laughs> like i try to do that all the time <laughs> well right on man thank you so much i really appreciate it uh, and i'll catch up with you soon thank you for joining me for another episode of hobby time in the murder basement i so appreciate your support if you want to see more hobby content, hop on over to twitch.tv backslash Heath Aldrich to see all of your fun hobby content streaming whenever I get a free chance. If you like listening to these episodes in more of a podcast form, I should be on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Make sure that you like and subscribe to me there. If you can, leave me a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. Have a nice rest of your day, and we'll be talking to you soon.